Hello and welcome back. Another episode of Business of Film, episode number 30. My name is Jesse Eichmann and you are listening to a crafttruck.com podcast. Uh, this episode, we've got Mickey Krimmel on the show. She is the GM of Creative District. Now, I'm going to assume you have not yet heard of what Creative District is, and that's because it just launched about four or five months ago, uh, January, I believe. Now, what's impressive about Creative District is that in that very short time, uh, they've accumulated well over 10,000 members on their platform. What is Creative District? It's a social network for filmmakers, and their motto is, as Mickey explains in the podcast, is to help creatives create more, and they do just that. It really is a very impressive platform. It provides a tremendous amount of opportunities, not only job opportunities, but just the power to make connections in the right way and to show off your projects and to bring people on board to your projects or to find people for your independent film really impressive stuff. They're doing wonderful things with this platform and uh, it's growing at uh, a very large rate. Uh, backed by Technicolor, these guys have the resources to, you know, to, to really do what they need to do to make the platform beautiful and integrative and easy to use. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Mickey, thank you for coming on the show. Episode number 30, Creative District. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> uh, so, Mickey, maybe b before we talk about Creative District, you can give uh, our listeners just a little bit of a, a background on who you are and how you came to your position at Creative District. Sure. Um, so I actually have a combination uh, background between sort of film and entrepreneurship. So uh, it's a really interesting opportunity for me. Um, I went to film school uh, quite some time ago in, in Boston, uh, hung out there in Boston for a few years and kind of worked in production and post-production. I did some editing for the History Channel. Um, and then I ended up working on Clint Eastwood's Mystic River. Um, and it was such a great experience. I had never thought about moving to L.A. before, but um, the crew was just so amazing. I had such a great time. You know, it was a very rewarding work experience. And the film, you know, I loved it. So they were, you know, encouraging me to move to Los Angeles. And so I, I, I did. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I moved to L.A. Well, just, um, but before you go on, just as a quick side question, because I'm curious, uh, what were you doing on, the, uh, on, on Mystic River? I was a PA on Mystic River. Okay, so, perfect, perfect. So tell me, yeah. I have heard that on Clint Eastwood Films that they have the absolute best craft services. Is, is that true? <laughs> it, yeah, the food was really good. <laughs> Everything on those, so Clint Eastwood, I mean, you know, he's obviously been making films for quite some time, and, and he worked with the same crew every time, pretty much. So they really built this family atmosphere. It's super respectful. It's quiet. It's, it's just, it's run like a machine. You know, I've never seen anything so efficient and well-run before. And so even though I was just a PA, it was like the best job I ever had. You know, I was treated with the utmost respect. Um, I mean, everyone on the crew is like a vital part of making these films work. 
Um, and, you know, and, and the food is just a part of that, you know, it's, it's about treating people with respect and, and making them enjoy their daily work. Uh, it was a really, really amazing experience. Awesome. Um, okay, sorry. I, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, quick. <laughs> no, happy to share because I mean, even to this day, it was just it was it was pretty life changing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can imagine. I mean, uh, I heard it was only like a couple. I mean, it was in the last year, two years. He finally changed or decided to to change DPs by hiring from within by by telling his current DP, you know what, you know, it's time for the next guy to have a chance and. And, uh, and yeah, but I, I just really need to hear. So anyway, so, so you yeah. finally, you, you finally moved to LA. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I found myself in LA and I was, you know, doing production gigs here and there and, um, just, you know, thinking of exploring the industry and figuring out what I want to do with my life. And, uh, this opportunity came up, um, to jump onto this startup um, film startup production company at the time uh, called Participant Productions. <laughs> uh, it's now Participant Media, founded by Jeff Gold, the former president of eBay. Um, you know, behind films like An Inconvenient Truth and Seriana, like really big movies. But at the time, uh, there was only three employees. Um, and so I came on as the third employee, um, was working directly with Jeff Skoll, um, to kind of, so I was an early adopter at the time with all this new web technology. I was blogging, I was going to conferences. And, um, and so he basically just put me in charge at the age of 24 of figuring out what to do with the company online. You know, so the mission of the film company is to affect social change through media. Um, and it was my job to figure out how to do that on the web. And so it was my goal to kind of give moviegoers a place to get involved in the issues online to actually do something. So it was a combination of like a marketing job and a social action job, community building, like getting people together to like move the needle on these issues. Um, it was an amazing opportunity. You know, it was like working with Clint Eastwood. Now I'm with Jeff Gold. Like I've just been blessed to kind of work with these uh, you know, amazing thinkers and people at the front of their industry. Um, and so at Participant, I really kind of started to see what was happening online. And, you know, this was the year that the word blog was entered into the dictionary. So I started going to all these conferences and I got so inspired and meeting all these entrepreneurs and, and saw what was really happening in the new media space as opposed to film and Hollywood. And I really started to get excited about that. Um, and so after I was at participant for a few years, I kind of moved more towards that direction, uh, started working with startups, with community building, marketing, um, online, just social media strategy as that started to become a thing. <laughs> um, and then I ended up founding my own company uh, about five years ago called Neighbor Goods. Um, and it was at the time one of the first sort of sharing economy, collaborative consumption services. Uh, it's a site where neighbors can share things with each other, like lawnmowers and power drills and things like that, as opposed to buying them new. Um, and I sold that company last year in 2013. Um, and then that's when this opportunity from Technicolor came to me. Um, I was kind of working with some friends on some, kicking around some different ideas to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do next. Um, and then a friend of mine let me know about this opportunity that Technicolor was working on a social network for filmmakers. Um, so I came in, I came on board initially to kind of help out with marketing and strategy. 
Um, and as I started, you know, I'm a startup gal, so I'm thinking things, thinking about things like a startup. And the first thing I start doing is, you know, talking with the users and researching the market. And, and I realized pretty quickly that there was a, a really interesting opportunity um, that was actually, I thought, a little bit bigger than what Technicolor was addressing. Um, so I think, you know, social networks for filmmakers is interesting. I get that. I know that space. Um, but there's actually this increasing, uh, growing market of creative freelancers now that is, you know, they're looking for work and they're hiring each other and, and they're not using LinkedIn. And so I, I saw this opportunity to kind of build the LinkedIn for the creative economy, you know, so starting you, with film. Yeah. So when you, when you came on, just, just because we're obviously shifting into, you know, what is creative district, mm-hmm. uh, was, Creative District, as it is now presented to a user on the web, was that what was presented to you initially? So I'm just kind of curious, first, if you could just frame what Creative District is so that people listening now can kind of get an understanding of, okay, this is what this is what this platform does. Uh, and then I guess, uh, you know, when, when you came in, is that in fact what it, what it was or did you help shape it into what it is now? When I came in, it was it was much it was it was a social network for filmmakers, um, and, and I didn't have much more than that to go on. I think you know, Technicolor was still kind of in the exploration phase of determining what that might be, um, and so as I came in to kind of explore the market and figure out what in fact it was that we were building and who it was for, then I think we really kind of put a strategy in place. Um, we redefined the vision of the product. We renamed it. Um, things really shifted once I came on board. Uh, about a month after I joined, they asked me to lead the project. Um, so I came on, you know, initially to do marketing for this thing. It wasn't really, I wasn't sure what it was. And then I really dug in and kind of defined the strategy for for this project and, and we changed the name and changed the team around. And so that's kind of when creative district became what it is now. Uh, so this was uh, November of last year is when I was asked to lead, lead the charge with the project. Um, so who, and so, yeah. So, so who is your, when you, when you think of uh, the users of the platform, who are the, who is your ideal target market, I guess, uh, and the people that you're trying to attract to the platform? Our initial user base is very much um, independent filmmakers. Um, It's mostly uh, people who are sort of more towards the beginning of their career. Um, We have almost 10,000 users now here in early May, um, and we just launched our public beta at the end of March. So in just a little over a month, uh, we've got 10,000 creators using the platform. They're mostly in the, like early independents. We have quite a few web series on. There's actually a couple of video games. Um, but we're also doing a big push towards film students. So what we're aiming at now is people sort of at the beginning of their career when they're really interested in collaboration. Uh, we want to get that sort of early community where people are sharing ideas and working together. And then the goal is to help them go from, you know, maybe a hobbyist filmmaker and then give them the tools they need to get real jobs and paid jobs and build their experience on the network over time so that they can do this for a living, so that we can really be a part of this emerging 
economy that's happening from the bottom up with the help of things like Kickstarter and Indiegogo. You know, so we're sort of targeting that same type of project um, to, to then give them the tools they need to find the collaborators and do this in a really professional way. And then the next time they have another project on Kickstarter, they come to Creative District and they hire their team and they're building their social network from project to project. So it becomes the backbone of their network as they build their career over time. So let me just, I guess, just because obviously you, you've thrown out what might be a couple different ideas there, and I, I want maybe it might be helpful just to to merge and, and possibly separate how the different platforms integrate with one another. So when mm-hmm. I think of obviously, and you know, we, we we've had. Uh, recently, for those who are listening, we actually had the um, the film representative from Indiegogo, Mark Hofstadter. He was recently on the show. Uh, he is episode number 27. So, for example, just as a quick aside to any listeners, if you want to hear uh, from Mark, you could go to crafttruck.com backslash BOF27 and hear from Mark all about Indiegogo. So, just as, uh, so as a user... Um, who might be working on a crowdfunding campaign with, and, and it could be it could be Indiegogo, it could be Kickstarter, it could be Seed and Spark, any one of those yep. crowdfunding campaigns. Those are all I'm out there trying to build community and go on this journey to invite people to participate in the let's just say quote unquote financing of one's independent film. Then once they have that financing. Is the goal then to come over to Creative District to find your creative team, or is there uh, an integration where the two are working in parallel? So just if you could kind of separate for me, you know, when when someone thinks about Creative District, where does it kind of fall in the overall, uh, I guess, timeline of when one comes and starts using the platform? We have projects on Creative District at all stages of development. Um, like we have tons of projects that don't even have names yet. Um, you know, because you're you're constantly looking for collaborators. You could be looking for a writer. Um, you know, it's not even written yet. That's like pretty crowdfunding, right? So we have we have projects on Creative District at all stages. The goal of Creative District is 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 to help you find the right collaborator for your project at whatever stage that is, right? So whether you're hiring a writer at the early stages or you're hiring an editor or a colorist, you know, when you're doing your finishing, like, you know, that's what we're trying to enable is those professional social networking. Um, So you can find the right collaborators, but you can also find opportunities to gain experience. You know, I mean, this is the thing is unlike most job boards where you put yourself out there as like, I'm a director. We know it doesn't really work like that. Yeah, you're a director, but maybe you make money editing or, you know, like everybody in this industry wears so many different hats. And so we hope that Creative District will kind of be the home for your professional network, whether you're at the beginning of a project, in between projects, at the end of a project. We really want to make it useful for you uh, throughout your career. And so could you, I guess, uh, as just an example of maybe a project that has, uh, because it's fairly new. I mean, when, when, when did you launch the, 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 uh, the platform? We started allowing people to sign, like pre-register at Sundance, uh, in January. And then we built up, a, a, a sort of a few thousand sort of early 
private beta testers just through events like at Sundance and South by Southwest. And then we launched our public beta at the end of March. Um, and at that point, it was, you know, we believe in releasing early and often. So we, 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 po- we don't have all the features up every time we release something. You know, we kind of roll things out over time. So when we first launched the public beta, you could create a project, you could add content to it, you could add your collaborators, and then you could post open jobs. And that was kind of all you could do. Um, now we have, you know, much more fully featured services as we roll out things out pretty much weekly. Um, so, so yeah, it is, it is relatively new, but we have some, some projects that have been, you know, involved with us since, since January. And those are the creators that are, you know, giving us the most feedback and, and helping us make sure that we are, you know, building the right thing for our community. Okay, so yeah, so this very this is very nascent in terms of the you know the early mm-hmm. days of the platform. Now, is there an integration though between this and any of uh, the uh, crowdfunding platforms? Can you link this to a uh, to a, a crowdfunding campaign or to um, I, I, I guess any other online platform, or is it? more of a self-contained platform for free, for people to use and connect with other like-minded individuals. There's no direct integration yet, but we definitely see ourselves as a, as a part of that ecosystem. Um, so what's happening is, you know, when, when people are deciding whether they want to work on a film, um, you know, you're kind of looking at two main, aside from how much money you're going to make <laughs> if it's a paid job, there's two main things that kind of guide that decision. One is the creative merit of, of, the, of the project. Is this something I want to be associated with? And the second thing is, like, who else is involved? You know, is this, is this a legitimate um, project? Are there, you know, cool, smart people I want to work with attached to it, right? And so that's what's unique about Creative District is that you, you create a project page. If you go to creativedistrict.com and just check out the featured projects, you'll see really good examples of filmmakers using the tool in this way. So you create this beautiful project. Um, you, you know, our, our, our branding is very minimal. We want to make sure that the filmmaker's content is front and center. So you add photos. It's a very visual-looking piece of content. You add photos, video, text, like whatever you can to kind of show what it is that you're working on. And then you – so that's the creative merit, right? And then you have the social proof by adding your collaborators. This is my DP. These are – this is my writer. This is my producer. And that now when you post a job – uh, you know, candidates have all the information they need to decide whether this is the right project for them. Um, and what's happening is people are now making these really beautiful pages about what they're working on, and they're doing it earlier in the process than they would for something like Kickstarter or, you know, before they start thinking about marketing. They're doing it to get people to be hired. And so now they've got this really beautiful page that shows everything about the process, what it's about, who's involved, and we're seeing them use these pages as marketing tools, right? They're like, they're posting links to to this on Twitter and you know, because they've got this really robust platform that tells tells everyone what they're working on. Um, so it's, I think in that way, it sort of got lends itself to uh, integrating really well with things like Kickstarter and Indiegogo um, because, you know, you have this tool to show people um, the backstory of where the project came from and kind of where it's going and who's involved. 
Um, so I, I, we don't, you know, there's no direct integration yet, but I, I really see that kind of being a part of that, that same ecosystem throughout the whole life of the project. So how many projects are on the, uh, are on the page, uh, right now? I mean, like I, I'm on the site right now, I'm, I'm looking at it. I mean, I can see like there's, there's easily, you know, I don't know how, 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 how deep the rabbit hole goes right now, but, uh, there's a minimum of, I don't know, eight, nine, like 11 times one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Hold on, twelve. So that's so. I'm on page. I don't even know how how far this goes. There's got to be over a uh, uh, hundred, two hundred, maybe three hundred projects here. More. It just keeps on going. There's a lot of people using there's, this. Yeah, there's thousands actually. Thousands. Um, yeah, it's early May now, so we've been we've been public for just a little bit over a month, and we have uh, about ten thousand users and three thousand projects. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that facetiously. I mean, for for such a short period of time, that really is uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of content that's that's being created or being aspired to be created. Is, uh, how um, if if somebody goes there for the first time, is, do, uh, how does how does the search functionality work? Can you say I'm a DP and I want to find a project mm-hmm. that's right for me? And can you filter it somehow, or would somebody have to actually start clicking on a thousand different projects? Yeah, I'm, you just asked the key question because we actually just released this feature yesterday. <laughs> um, so we're we're constantly improving, you know, our search and 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 all of these different functions. But if you so if you click on jobs in the left menu there, you can search for jobs based on role, location, and uh, compensation. Well, so if you're are, if yeah. you're yeah, so if you're a producer, you can say I'm a producer in Los Angeles and I want to get paid 500 bucks or more. You know, we just launched this yesterday, so um, a lot of the data is not in there yet. But uh, And then you can search, and it will show you all the relevant jobs. And then it will also give you the option to subscribe to an email alert. So you can get daily or weekly emails for new jobs that fit your criteria. Um, that way you don't have to come back and search every day, you know, for a new producer job. That's really um, cool. I mean, th- when I think about that, that's a very robust feature for somebody in the independent film space, especially if they're just kind of, which is, which is just by definition, it's difficult to find work and there's, you know, it, it, and so uh, that must be a very exciting feature for you. Uh, I can't even tell you. This is like, <laughs> we're doing cartwheels. I mean, this is, this is like, we're pro now. You know, this is the feature that kind of, you know, as we've been rolling things out, we know, like you said, there's so many people using it already. We know for sure that people are interested in what we're trying to accomplish. We've heard amazing feedback about our design and, you know, our the sort of ethos that we're putting forward. Like, people are very excited about Creative District. Well, but I, very, I kind of... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, yeah. I was just saying, but I, I kind of knew, like, we weren't there yet, right? There was something missing to make this, like, really vital for people looking for jobs. And, and I think this is that feature, you know, that, that sort of email update um, that makes it, makes it really vital. I mean, you know, you try to search for a job on Craigslist, you have no idea what you're dealing with. There's no, you don't know who the filmmaker is. You don't know what the project is about. You don't know who else is involved. And, and that's true on a, on a lot of the job boards that, that people are using in this community. Uh, and so the first thing we wanted to get right was that project, the project team. 
stage. We wanted to make them really beautiful. We wanted to give the filmmaker the tools to to really express their project in a beautiful, meaningful way. And once we did that, we dug into jobs. And then and now we've got this email thing is 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 I think the the key that makes the job feature really work for people. And, and just to be clear for people who are listening, it's not just grips and electrics or set designers or production designers or DOPs, of which they're all there, but it's also post-production. I'm looking at one right now. I, I just clicked on, uh, I'm in the job section here. I clicked on $500 plus. I see a, uh, I see a project here uh, for a, a colorist uh, in which they pay anywhere between $1,000 and $5,000. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I click on that and it says, basic grading and finishing of red epic footage on a modest budget. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's wonderful. I mean, people who are out there right now looking to freelance and try and find uh, who, who are colorists and, you know, uh, and somebody who's looking to find a, a freelance colorist, uh, this is a great way to put people together. Um, a very, very robust feature for the site. I, I'm excited for you. I got to tell you, this is this is cool. kind of makes me want to go in there and play around with it, which I think is is, is what will help get the stickiness for people to yeah. come, back, come back to the site. It's cool. Yeah. So, so what, you know, there's actually a couple of podcasts on here too. <laughs> there, oh, there are people promoting podcasts on this. Yeah. There's, there's a couple podcasts. So not all the projects are filmed. Um, okay. you know, we're, Let we me are find focused. my competition. Do I want to <laughs> yeah. type in search here for podcast? Let me find my competition. Uh, I, I oh, there it is. Little... Oh no. Editing podcast. Oh, there's an editing podcast. All right. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. This, oh, this is funny. No, this, this guy here, he wants to create. <laughs> this is a guy here. He wants to create an editing podcast. I'd like to create yep. an ongoing podcast for video editors. Discussions, yep. of the craft, the business, the clients, and, of course, the equipment and gear. Look at that. Look at that. Look at <laughs> it's that. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that is really neat. That is really neat. I, I'm, I'm personally excited when we see projects go up on the platform that aren't filmed. Because we, we are very much focused in the film community right now as far as our marketing and our messaging. But but again, like I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, I really see Creative District as a platform for creative freelancers of all stripes, right? To just find each other and to, you know, our mission and the, the thing that guides us, and we have this written on our wall in the office, is, is to help creatives create more. That's our goal. Like, that's why Creative District exists. And I think that if we build it right, those tools can work for creatives of all types. And that cross-pollination is really important. You know, we want to get filmmakers working with web designers and marketing people. And, like, we know it's not, you know, filmmakers need more than just grips and editors to get the job done. You know, they need creative professionals that, that are that work in other fields. And so that to me is really exciting. That's when it gets really interesting. Cause then, you know, you're talking about sort of helping a whole industry emerge. So let's just, uh, talk shop here for a minute. This is a beautiful site. Um, there is, I guess it has the backing of Technicolor since you mentioned that in the beginning, but yep. what is your monetization strategy for the site? I mean, cause I assume, Technicolor, unless they are out of the good graces of their pocket paying for the site because they, they feel it's going to help foster good business. And I want to talk about the grant program that you guys have going before the podcast is over. But is there, mm-hmm. a, is there a goal to monetize this uh, at some point? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I see this as, as, as a really big business opportunity, not only for our members to make money and build their career, but for, but for us to, you know, to build a really big business here. Um, our goal initially is, is to kind of figure out what works and what people need. 
Um, so, you know, we're not charging for anything right now. But, you know, the, the beauty is, is like what we're building is essentially a job marketplace, you know, and there's lots of, of those kind of out there already and models that we can experiment with, like potentially uh, charging, you know, larger production companies for posting jobs on the network. Um, which is helpful to our users because it brings them great opportunities. Um, and, you know, we'll have this really amazing network of creatives that are looking for work already. So we can, you know, offer them premium jobs that are posted by, you know, a studio or something. That's an option. Um, you know, there's certain, you know, maybe, maybe we charge people a, a premium fee for getting access to jobs first. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things you can kind of experiment with that are already happening in the market. Like, I don't think we have to come up with some new crazy business model because jobs are, are something that's been monetized on the web for quite some time. Um, we don't know exactly what we're going to do there yet because we kind of want to see what works for our community. Um, you know, we, we certainly don't want to charge a film student, <laughs> you know. I mean, we want to make sure that we're charging the right people um, for the value that we're providing. Right. So uh, so let's talk about the grant program then because that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, what, is, what is that all about? Yeah, so I, I'm really, really proud of how this is shaping up. Um, so, you know, anytime you launch a social network, you have this chicken and egg problem in the beginning where it's not super valuable until you have a network there, right? The first five people that sign up don't, don't benefit from the network. And so you have to find some way to make it valuable for the first people, you know? And so, to be frank, the marketing program started out as a marketing idea, right? How do we get people to sign up for this thing? Well, filmmakers need money, <laughs> you know? So we'll offer them money. And, but then as we dug into it, you know, we realized it actually really fits the ethos of our company. It fits the mission of the create more, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here. And so, um, it's been so wildly popular. Um, basically what it is is once a month we give away, we have a budget of up to $5,000 to give to one or more projects at any stage. So we've supported a, a web short that was in pre-production. We've supported a feature film, uh, Fort Tilden, that just won the South by Southwest uh, grand prize. We, we supported them for their finishing funds. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do a wide variety of, of projects to support. We want to make sure that we're showing the diversity of our community, you know, so we're interested in supporting students up to more professional filmmakers. Um, we want to make sure that we're really diverse there. Um, but we're finding that this grant program, like I said, is so sort of integral to, to what we're trying to accomplish. And I'm actually trying to find ways to expand it now, um, talking with sponsors about uh, doing potentially more grants. Because as the community grows, obviously, your chances of winning kind of go down. And so we're trying to find ways to... To, to keep that value for the entire community. We just did a really interesting uh, partnership with the AFI uh, Directing Workshop for Women where we reserved one of our $5,000 grants for one of those filmmakers. Um, and that was a really amazing partnership for, for everyone involved because obviously, you know, we got to support this awesome program. AFI promoted us to their alumni, which is, 
you know, a really amazing group of people. Um, and then, you know, they got the financial support in return. Um, and, and, and all of those filmmakers made really robust projects. They invited tons of collaborators and they're getting a lot of value out of the network too. So, so those types of partnerships are really interesting to us as well. So on the, so if, if I'm a filmmaker, uh, how is the, I mean, it, there's only 12 of them a year. So, uh, that's obviously not the main driver for people to come to the site, but it is a nice kind of bonus. Is there anything that somebody can, can do to help put them in, I guess, uh, you know, for those that, that really need that, that kind of money, uh, for, you know, uh, probably, you know, uh, a starting filmmaker what could they do to maybe get noticed and put themselves more in the running to, to potentially get that, that grant? Well, the things we're looking for are we're, we're keeping our, our criteria pretty broad right now because we don't know, you know, again, we're so early with all of this, including the grant program that we kind of want to see where it goes and where we can have the biggest impact. So our criteria is pretty broad, but we're, we're looking for a diversity of projects, like I mentioned, and that's, you know, different stages, pre-production, post-production, you know, we want to make sure that we're supporting people at different stages. Uh, we want a diverse set of projects. You know, we don't want four documentaries in a row, right? So that's important to us. Um, but we're also looking for people who are making really great use of the creative district tools because we want to feature projects that show other creators what they can do with creative district. So we're looking for projects that have tons of content, lots of collaborators that are using a job feature, you know, because that's kind of what we want to put out there front and center. Um, and and the, the beauty of the grant program is um, you don't have to reapply. Like once you create a project and enter it into the into the program, you're eligible on a rolling basis. So if you don't win this month, your project could still be in consideration for next month. So the way to kind of keep us abreast with what's going on and make sure that we are looking at your project is to keep adding content. Right. So if you keep your project updated, then we kind of know that it's still, you know, a viable contender for the grant program. Cool. Um, you know, it occurred to me as, as I'm looking at this site and just, you know, playing around with it, that you're certainly more than just and I want those who are listening to to not necessarily walk away with this is just a project specific kind of site where you go to find Jobs, or you go to find a, you know a project uh, that you may want to be involved with, but really what you are building to be clear is is a social network in the way that uh, a, you know a, a Twitter works or a or Facebook works. I mean, you've got almost the same setup as Twitter or Facebook. To be honest, you've got followers, uh, collaborators, uh, people that are following you. You know, uh, so um, it, it's it's its own. S- it's its own social network, uh, but just for filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 basically it's a professional social network for for creative artists. You know, so we're it's 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 like LinkedIn, if you will. You know, so we're trying to help you. The thing is, is what we recognize is that is that our networks in this community do grow project to project. Well, you know, we don't, we don't have full-time jobs necessarily where we have, you know, five, five coworkers or, you know, 300 coworkers. No, we, we build our careers from project to project. We'll have a hundred 
collaborators on a big film and 10 on a little film and, and creative district gives you a way to keep in touch with those people throughout your career so that, you know, you're not starting fresh every time you have a new project, you're building this network over time. Um, and we'll get to the point where we include, um, you know, more messaging and comments and so that you can collaborate with people, you know, just on a day-to-day basis. You can follow filmmakers you're interested. You can follow projects you're interested in. So it's not, like you said, it's not just about, I need to hire a DP. You know, we want to become your sort of professional resource for your career um, and your network. So it is, uh, just just to kind of shift this back over to uh, that, I guess, business Technicolor side of it, where, where does Technicolor actually fit into this because I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, you do, is it, is it a standalone arm that just Technicolor is supporting? Uh, who's actually financing this, this venture? Because to do what you're doing is not, this is not a cheap enterprise. I don't know how many people are actually working at Creative District right now, but I mean, you're, you're creating, building, uh, this is, this is not cheap. This takes money. This takes effort. This takes sustainability. This takes, vision and their willingness to, to keep going at it for not just the next year, but the next five years, 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's kind of what, you know, Technicolor definitely recognizes that. Um, we, they are, we're running like a startup, like an independent startup, but inside of Technicolor. So we're still very early stage. We're being incubated by Technicolor. Um, but there is, you know, there is a version of this where, you know, we kind of spin out as a separate company with Technicolor as an investor and bring on outside investment, you know. So that's, that's something we're talking about, too. And it really just depends on the needs of, of creative district. Um, but right now, uh, we are working inside of Technicolor, um, kind of as a separate entity. You know, we have our own office, our own, you know, we don't interact too much with the, the corporate, um, you know, we don't, we don't have time for, you know, kind of what ha- what's happening in Technicolor on a larger scale. Like, we need to focus on, 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 on our job, on creative district. So, so it definitely feels like we're, we're operating independently. Um, our, we have a very small team. There are five of us. Um, so, you know, and and we're just really focused. Cool. Um, so just in terms of, uh, you know, what's, what's next for creative district, you mentioned before we got on the call that things are constantly evolving, things are constantly changing. And while this episode will be coming out right where we're recording this episode, uh, today it's uh, May 8th, 2014, and I suspect that there will be people listening to this podcast uh, for the next year and beyond. So uh, if somebody's coming on to this podcast and it's six months from now, what other features are you looking to be rolling out that people and that people who are listening to this now, uh, what other features can filmmakers look forward to see on the platform? Um, so we focused first on where we are at right now in May is, is, is we focus on the, the job piece um, and getting people, uh, we wanted to make it really useful. We wanted to make it utility first, you know, so, so, we, so we're focused on that. I'm really proud of where that is right now. Um, the average job on Creative District is getting filled within four days. 
so that's working. <laughs> um, and the, but the next piece, the next thing is 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 really the social. Uh, so you can follow projects, and you'll have a feed that'll show you updates from filmmakers you care about, and so so that it kind of brings in the the mentorship piece as well, so that you can connect with filmmakers that you respect and that you want to learn from. Um, so that this becomes somewhere that filmmakers can check into every day uh, to get really valuable content and see what's happening in the industry. Um, there's there's such a lack of transparency, I feel like, in this community as far as like people don't know about what projects are happening until you know either the Kickstarter or or the film is being released. Um, and here we we really want to build a more collaborative social, professional community that supports each other along the way, you know, uh, and I think that by adding those social features, um, you know, we can sort of get a lot of that happening more organically. Well, this is, this is really great, Mickey. Uh, I, I think this platform, uh, while it's still in its early stages, is very, very robust. Uh, do you guys attend, uh, I mean, you mentioned that you were at Sundance. Are you attending some of the other film festivals uh, to promote uh, Creative District and you know and, and, and get the word out there? Like, what what are the mechanisms right now that you're using to to make filmmakers aware of the platform? Because I guess, as you said earlier, the biggest challenge for you right now is just that chicken and egg problem: is getting people yeah. to be aware uh, that you guys exist. So, what are those strategies right now to to market the platform and to get more filmmakers on board? We, we're still ironing out our, our festival strategy for the rest of the year. We started out at Sundance. We went to South by Southwest. Um, we're going to have a – we've been partnering with Seed and Spark quite a bit, actually. You mentioned that company earlier. Um, we're big fans of, the, of them and, and friends with, with their team. So, we'll, you know, we'll kind of go in on events here and there and, and support each other. So we're hosting a few events in L.A. Uh, we're doing something at Maker City. Uh, in June, where we're inviting film students and independent filmmakers to come and and you know network and and have drinks. We're you know we do sort of little events, mostly in Los Angeles. We want to focus initially just for budget reasons and travel. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we'll be hitting up some of the the bigger festivals as well. Uh, the, the big issue for us is, is sort of marketing expense. Right now, we're we're trying to we don't have a huge budget, and we want to make sure that every dollar kind of goes into the product um but but yeah we'll be hitting up festivals when we can for sure well uh creativedistrict.com if people want to get in touch uh with you do you uh encourage filmmakers or producers to actually collaborate with uh with you or your team directly or do you just say you know what just just go to the site and dive in Oh no! I want to hear from everybody. If somebody wanted to connect with you in the in the digital channels, what would be the best way for people to get a hold of you if they have questions or just want to talk about the platform or their project? Yeah, or... please do. I I really do. I mean, I feel like you know we're building this for our users, and we can't do that without their input. So I, I mean, you can email me directly at Mickey at CreativeDistrict dot com. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Mickeypedia. It's M-I-C-K-I-P-E-D-I-A. <laughs> uh, you can find me all over the web with that handle. Um, and then, you know, also Creative District is on Twitter as well. Awesome. And we'll put links uh, 
to the site and uh, so that people can get in touch with you on the show notes for this show. Uh, we're, that's all we got for this episode of Business of Film. Do you have any parting thoughts that you want to leave with, uh, with anybody who's listening right now uh, or before we, before we sign off for the day? I don't think so. I think this might be one of the most thorough interviews. <laughs> well, you know, we we like to cover the bases. You know, poke holes yeah. where we can. But uh, but uh, I, I I must admit, uh, I, I I say that facetiously. Uh, this is, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a really wonderful platform. I think there's there's, there's a lot of uh, interesting features here. Uh, there's obviously tons of people using it already, which is just amazing considering how quickly out of the gate uh, this you know that this site has been in existence so uh so i wish you nothing but the best of luck with this and uh creativedistrict.com thank you thanks so much